It's time for the End of Conversation Podcast with funny man Damian Lemon and the voice of your choice, Ali Muhammad. Yeah, this is Damian Lemon. This is Ali Muhammad. And this is In the Conversation. The podcast. All right, we back at it again. Quarantine week 67. What's going on? Plus change. <laughs> I mean, these shits. <laughs> I don't even know, man. I saw a meme that was funny. Somebody said, yo, there was a meme that said, uh, I might as well just put the tree up and call it a year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought that shit was hilarious because I definitely well. had that feeling every so often, man. But uh, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. My here. Yeah. Feeling good. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Making moves. Back to work. Mm. You know what I mean? Shit is, shit is cracking. Out the cocoon. Full Out bloom. Out the cocoon. Full bloom butterfly. You heard? Uh, Which is go. interesting. What's interesting about now, it? Now, I mean, I'll probably get to it sometime in the podcast, but it's interesting that I shot some stuff for uh, uh, Rachel Johnson and Elena Watley. They have a company called The Butterfly Effect. And I shot okay. some stuff this weekend for them, and it was uh, very uh, powerful. We might as well talk about it. We're in the podcast now. Yeah, but it's kind of not like a, you know what I'm saying, introductory story. It's like something that, you know, uh, you, know you get to. You know what I'm okay. saying? It's something like something okay. you get to. It's not like, okay. hey, you know what I'm saying? I can dig it. I can dig it. No first not That's not a first act. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's yeah, what's yeah, up. That's, well, that's, shit. What have you? What else is going on? What's good with you? <laughs> <laughs> man, life is good, man. You know, just kicking it, getting um, kids and shit ready for whatever back to school is going to be, whether it's at home in front of the computer or a couple days in school and a couple days out of school. I'm not sure how this shit is going to shake out. But, uh, you know what I mean? Getting prepared for that. You know what I'm saying? Right. Took my daughter school shopping. Uh, uh-huh. This weekend, which is always interesting, you know what I'm saying, uh, because she is about her fashion at 12 right. years old and has right. been since the womb since she came out. Uh, so how do you, all, you think that? What you just think that's just innate, or is anything? Yeah, it's definitely with her. It's definitely that? innate, innate that um, okay. that she was interested in that type of thing, like like. She was being, she was able to hold a pen and a pencil like perfectly at about eighteen months, and since that time she was like, you know, sketching out shit. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. what she would always do is draw a lady in a dress with some heels on. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know what I'm saying? I don't even know like because my wife don't even really wear heels like that or dresses for that matter. So. Okay. It was just something that was in her, like you know what I'm saying. It's just, just her thing. And as as time went on, those ladies became, you know, they went from stick figures to you know full full on, you know, illustrations of of women and their fashion, really. And um, so that's her deal. I don't know shit. I don't know where it came from. And so it's mm-hmm. always interesting shopping with her because she always liked to shop above above the rim per se. You know what I mean? She Above always like. Go ahead. Yeah, What's that yeah mean? she always want to shop just, out of her range. You know what I'm saying? Not not money wise, but just like style wise. Like, wait a minute, like that's a little. You know what I'm saying? That that might be a little too grown. You okay. know what I'm saying? You don't want to. You know you're trying to, you know, temper the right. fashion as you know what I mean as a parent. 
So, you know what I'm saying? There's always that back and forth of, nah, what's appropriate, what's not. And, um, you know, and you know, sometimes you, you compromise. Sometimes, you know, you, you, you reach a happy medium. This wow. particular year, you know what I'm saying, it worked out pretty good. She was pretty smooth at, you know what I'm saying, taking the nose because I was quick with the nose. <laughs> nope. Okay. Nah, not that. Mm-mm. You know what I'm saying? Okay. But but then finding an alternative that that she really liked that I was able to agree on. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So we did, you know, we did a few stores and we was in one of the stores and she was buying some jeans at American Eagle or whatever. And, you know, some of the jeans, like, you know, with the full the full rips and the jeans and shit like that. Right. So she had a pair of those and then she wanted to get another pair. And I was like, well, you know what I'm saying? If you're going to get some stunner jeans, you might want to get some everyday jeans to kind of balance it out. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, you didn't want to, you know, man, you got to, you know, balance this thing out. And then she hit me with the, but, you know what I'm saying? I'm stunning on them every day. <laughs> Ooh. Like, <laughs> she must have heard last week's episode. Oh, no. Like, she, yeah. <laughs> she like, nah, I think she was already there. She ain't, she don't have that, she don't have that hang up. <laughs> I could dig it. I she was like, it. I'm stunning on them every day. I was like, hey, but you're going to get these, <laughs> you're going to get these Reggies too. Shit. Nah. Hilarious. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's what's up. So, That's you know, it's, it was interesting. You know, it's always fun, but, you know, nerve wracking. Mm. Yeah, feels like school shopping this year would be a lot more tops. You know what I mean? Figuring that it's going to be a whole lot of Zoom action, but I guess you true know. indeed. But you never know. You know what I'm saying? And then yeah. you know, at the same time, kids grow, so you right. know you got to get the full shit regardless anyway. You know what I mean? So might as well let them get a full fit. Other nah, I'm joking. Yeah, no, nah, I, I was, get you. You know what I'm saying? But I was on mm-hmm. the same thing. But then you had to check yourself, like, man, you know, shit. Now nah, they can't just wear the same shit from last year when the shit is too little. Yeah. You know, well, so you got, yeah. you know, you got to make make everything. Uh, you got to keep it going. You know what I'm saying? Even even in the pandemic, you know, mm-hmm. you could easily save the fuck school shopping. But you know, you want to you you want that fresh mindset. You want that mm-hmm. you know that energy. That back to school energy, like my whole, I feel like my whole life is based on back to school energy. You know what I'm saying? Because mm. I was raised by a teacher. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like everything falls on a teacher's schedule. And then you go to college and you're on that schedule. And then shit, shortly after college, I got kids. So I'm back on the schedule. So it's like my whole life revolves around, okay, back to school is the fall, get fresh. That, that, you know what I'm saying? That's the time to change your whole right. shit my my birthday in the fall so it's like like i say i always say like n- the fall is new year's to me mm. so all my plans and all my little you know how i'm gonna do shit for the year is happening like right now in august so pop off september that's new year's for me that makes sense i mean yeah that makes sense school year is definitely one of the first schedules you know most people kind of get used to or you know adopt on a certain level mm-hmm. uh <clears throat> you know it's funny american eagle i didn't know this until uh not too long ago but american eagle if i'm not mistaken they sell more jeans than any other outlet in the country oh wow like yeah they that's that's where they get all of their that's where they get all of their money that's where they make all their money i guess because they make you know Decent price jeans, but they that's their shit. Like I and mm-hmm. I would have never known, you know what I mean? Like yeah, I didn't I didn't. 
Yeah, American Eagle kind of was around when I was a kid a little bit, but it wasn't one of them places that you went. Nah. And then, uh, not you know what I mean? And then um, what, what really got me paying attention to it is uh, American Eagle did this, this deal with this company called Urban Necessities. This cat named Two J's. I think mm-hmm. his name is Two J. Two J's. I think it was Two J's, like two chains, but like two joints. Two J's, like, you know, Jim and John. Oh, okay. Yeah, two J's. You know what I mean? Okay. Two J's, I think, you know. Uh and I let me make I'm I'm almost positive that's his name. But anyway, uh the American Eagle right there. American yeah, American Eagle right there on um on Houston and Broadway. They did a merger. Two J's had this big ass store, and I think he still does out in uh, Vegas. Urban Necessities. That's like, you know, it's like one of these big consignment shops type thing. But basically, sneakers. You know what I mean? Pretty much, for the most part, sneakers. You know, a little accessories, cool shit there, whatever. But like, his whole thing was he had one of the biggest, like, you know, sneaker collections, and mm-hmm. you know, he would do all of the little sneaker cons and shit like that. And he built a name for himself. So much so that somehow uh, American Eagle was like, "Yo, why don't we merge and let's let's do something together and let's 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 have an um, uh, you know an urban necessity shop in Soho, you know what I'm saying? That you could set up that will underwrite and it'll be in the back of an American Eagle store, mm-hmm. you know. And um, it's ill, it's interesting. I've been there a couple times. Just it's one of the few places outside of a flight club and maybe stadium goods that if you just want to get a gander." At the sneakers that go so fast that are damn near unattainable or a sneakers app and shit like that, that you could go see the shits. You might even be able to try boy. You could go bottom. You know what I mean? But um, I you know I bring him up too because he just recently bought this cat Mayor. Uh, mm-hmm. Mayor is a sneaker collector from the Bronx. He's been in the game for quite some time. Uh, you know he's. He was known to have probably, you know, arguably the best sneaker collection in the game. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, mm-hmm. um, it's arguably because there's a bunch of people with him. But, you know, he's up there in the ranks with like Clark Kent and uh, Fat Joe and shit like that. Particularly a lot of Air Force Ones and shit like that. He had this, uh, he had a, a crib. Well, he had two cribs. But he had this one garage where... It was just wall-to-wall kicks. And he would love to, you know, do interviews there and, and, and do little tours of the shit. And it was it was something that was majestic. It was like, oh, shit, damn, he got those too? And he got those? Oh, he got those? You know what I mean? That type of shit. He's a, he's a super-duper collector. It's actually, I actually sold him some sneakers a long time ago. Oh, shit. But uh, long story short, he, uh, he lost a bunch of weight and... Due to his weight loss, he lost a f- like a shoe size. I didn't know that happens, but he lost a shoe size because he lost some weight, mm-hmm. so he couldn't fit damn near his you know uh, the majority of his collection. Mm-hmm. So he hit up Two J's like yo, you know what I mean? I got this collection. If you want to cop it, come on, cop it. So Two J's bought it. They did a whole documentary on you know, the acquiring of it and the end of the, the era and all of that other shit. And then you go on an Urban Necessities website, there's a, there's a whole uh, page dedicated to Shop Mayor's collection. Oh, and, wow. you know, it's just, 
tons and tons of sneakers and different sizes and you know what I mean? And it's uh it's pretty interesting. So that that just sparked that when you said uh American Eagle, that kinda spun my whole shit into the oh right, right, right. Cause I was actually looking at that this weekend, mm-hmm. paying attention, looking at some of the looking at some of the sneakers, some of the shit that, you know, what certain things are being priced at and, you know, it's always it's always interesting now, you know, because to Ben I would never say I was a sneakerhead, but I'm mm-hmm. definitely adjacent to sneaker culture and, you know, have uh, been a a good spectator. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because I wasn't always breaking bread or standing in lines for a lot of that. I wasn't always one of the frenzy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, there's been maybe one, I could count on two fingers how many times I've stood on line for a sneaker, and it might only be one finger. And right. I felt like a I ain't gonna say I felt like an idiot. I just felt like I should have more connections. You know what I mean? Right. And I did, but I just didn't want to call nobody. Like I should have. You know what I mean? Like I right. felt a little older in the line. You know. But uh, yeah, man. I say all that shit to say just to see, like, shit that you used to have. How much is going for now? Like, had you had you cop just an extra pair, or if you never wore that, or blah blah blah. As a matter of fact, I had a pair of some old Brazil dunks that I copped. I don't know where I got them shits. I think I got them in London. Mm-hmm. And I had been sitting on them. They was a Brazil colorway. They were fire. You know, little uh, yellow and green joints. They was fire, but I never I never unboxed them. They looked crisp. I never figured out, like, I could play them with this, whatever. They was kind of, they were loud but dope. And I just sat on them. And I sat on them so long that, I mean, damn near 17 years passed. I think I talked <laughs> about that on the show. Right. And I, I put them shits up on eBay, and they went by so fast. So it's just hmm. interesting to see like so many like sneakers that could have even been on your feet at one time going for ridiculous amounts. And mm-hmm. um, you know, and just uh I also got into a conversation with my homies on group text about how generational sneakers are. You know what I'm saying? Like uh Cause uh, you know they they re-released a bunch of new Kobe's and you know Kobe's birthday just passed and eight twenty four, his birthday just passed and uh, you know there's been uh, you know a lot of a lot of stir around obviously his legacy but then also you know his sneakers you know what I'm right. saying there's like a lot of enthusiasm around and I, and I said to my people I was like you know I never. I never fucked with Kobe's like that. Like, I never was a fan of the Kobe sneaker. You know what I mean? No, you know, don't disrespect, rest in peace. I wasn't a fan of the sneaker. And uh, I said, maybe it's a generational thing. And my homie was mm-hmm. like, nah, it ain't no generational thing. An ugly sneaker's an ugly sneaker. And I was like, that we right. went back and forth. I but think, uh, I think Kobe's uh-huh. were more performance sneakers than like streetwear flex sneakers. Absolutely. And I mean, and with that intention, like, first of all, right. Kobe. Kobe didn't want a high top sneaker. He wanted his sneakers to be low top because he was more so trying to replicate soccer cleats. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. he's a huge, he comes from the, you know, he was, you know, grew up in Italy and shit like that. And he's a huge soccer fan and that thing. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, but then, you know, we really got deep into that whole generational thing because I was saying, you know, to some, Kobe's are like Jordans, you know, and, and particularly amongst the league. Like that, there's a whole generation of uh, basketball players that grew up watching Kobe play, so they mm-hmm. liked playing in his shoes. Like they played in his shoes more than any. 
right. know what I mean? Like for a long time, they playing his shoes more than any. So like, you know, there's a whole legion of people that fuck with it till this day. And then um, another cool thing about him, sneaker wise, that I didn't peep, you know, because Kobe was with Adidas at first, and Trash. the Kobe twos. Remember them Kobe twos that look like a minivan? Trash. Shits that look like a little like a like mm-hmm. a doorstop. Yeah. So uh, yeah, they they were not hot. And uh, what I didn't know though, until I read this article, Kobe bought himself out of his Adidas contract. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? On some gangster shit, like nah, I'm good. Bought himself out of that shit. Had to wait a year. You know, some competitive shit. And then uh, finally signed with Nike. Same year that LeBron signed with Nike. And, you know, they did what they did. From, you know, they're on out. But, uh, yeah, man. You know, that's that's a that's a tangent. You know? <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's what they call a conversation, player. That's what it is. You know, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, man, shout out to uh, Kobe Bryant. It was interesting, too, last night. The Lakers, you know, they blew the damn Blazers out of there, which mm-hmm. uh, which was kind of crazy. But uh, at one point in the first quarter, the score was twenty four eight Lakers way. Yeah, so that yeah. was that was some mystical type shit. No doubt. Speaking yeah. of which, you know what I'm saying? How you and how are you liking the playoffs in the bubble? They cool. They cool. You know, it's I I respect. You know what it is? I've I've acclimated to the bubble faster than I thought I would, even before <laughs> the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Because there's something that's something about it that's uh uh I don't know if it's refreshing, but just the the uh the sound of sneakers squeaking on the basketball court brought a little bit of normalcy to life. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. okay, all right, well this is going down, you know what I mean? And then right. the you know, watching the little technology and shit like that with the uh the little Zoom screens of the fans and shit. Lil Wayne getting caught smoking weed on the shit. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, that type of shit. It's cool. It's been an interesting, it's been an interesting playoffs. I've really been mostly tuned into uh to the Lakers Blazers series, probably the most. Mm-hmm. I seen, you know, Luca getting busy. I see the Sixers, uh, you know, Sixers got swept. Uh, you know, yeah, they're looking like um, Paul George out here looking like trash in the playoffs in the bubble. Yeah, that's what I'm hearing. Yeah, they yeah they've been you know, and he's been calling himself what uh, playoff Paul or yeah, he was playoff you know P, I mean? but then they changed yeah, they, that shit to pandemic P. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> tough for him. Yeah, I mean it's, it's tough. tough for him. And, you know, I, I, you know, I wasn't never the the biggest Paul George fan. I mean, I actually mm-hmm. I wasn't a Paul George fan at all. Mm-hmm. Even when he was at uh, Indiana, <clears throat> it just seems like at some point, like it don't go his way. He just, you know, what I'm saying, you know, he just look like, you know, how some people say he ain't got the clutch gene or whatever. It's like once mm-hmm. that shit get the pressure get to getting, it seems like he kind of fade down a little bit. He try hard, but you know, what I'm saying it, it, it just don't never materialize per se. That just from my own slight. Observation of watching them, right, right. Um, but then, but then, I what I really don't like is that like his kind of arrogance towards situations, like when he went to OKC and and uh, it's just like his whole thing is kind of like you know I'm better than you motherfuckers, but then he not better than the motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? His whole thing when he went to the Clippers and it was kind of like yeah fuck that LeBron nigga. You know what I mean? 
you know, mm, which right. is, you know, all fair. It's competitive. It's supposed what he's supposed to do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's just like that. You fuel yourself. Yeah, it's just yeah. like as a character, he don't fulfill the deal. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So, but that's cool. He'll, 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 I'm sure he'll, he'll show back up. It's not, it's far from over, but they got him, they got the Clippers looking bad right now. Yeah. I never really, I'm not, I don't really, uh, not as familiar with Paul George's career. I know, I mean, I know he's bounced around a little bit. I know his name has always kind of been in the mix as, uh, you know, one to watch or whatever. So I, I can see why Cats is disappointed or whatever, but, uh, now he got will, skills. It's just yeah, yeah, when, yeah. when they count, right? He's not. He's not. He's not clutch. Like you said, he ain't. He ain't taking it to that next level. Um, it's interesting though. I will say one thing. One little subplot that I do like to see. I like. I like when Melo pull up for a three or something, and every time that shit go in, it's kind of like he's like, "I told you, niggas." Right. You know what <laughs> I mean? like, he, could say he, he playing with a full chip on his shoulder. Yeah, we gonna yeah. see. Yeah. But uh, yeah, man, Bronimo and them—they finally got their groove together, and they look like they' about to get them Blazers up out of there. I mean, it's three, it's three one, it's three one. You know, yeah. what I'm saying only team came back from that is LeBron and Cleveland. Right, right, right. So, so it can happen. It could but, happen, uh, but yeah, not really. Know, they, they set a precedent. Right, right, yeah. right. So it's gonna be tough. So it's cool. You know, what I'm saying I, I catch it. You know, since my son. Play AAU ball. That's what it kind of uh-huh. feel like. It kind of feel like AAU ball, but with like yeah. better players and shit. So right. you know, like when you're hearing all them sneakers screeching, but still you just don't get that real audience reaction. Right. It feel like there needs to be a job in the NBA to curate the audience reactions. You know what I'm saying? As the intensity of the game increases, you know. Cause they kind of mm. keep it flat. They got the little reactions that you hear, like, <sighs> but you know what I'm saying. As the game increases, there's you know if a motherfucker hit a big shot in the fourth quarter with 13 seconds to go to put the team up by seven, as opposed right. to four, you like shit. That deserves a bigger applause than you know what I'm saying <laughs> than the shit right. you was using in the first quarter. Right. So it seems like there should be a job to curate the the sound effects. Mm, make it like a video game. Yeah, like a video. Like the video games, they got it down pat. Like there should be a job for the for the. There should be a whole fourth quarter section of sound effects that's different than the first quarter. Then, yeah, close games got their own set of sound effects. Like you know what I mean. Big mm-hmm. shots got you know what I mean. Big shots in a close game got their own set. You know what I mean? Like oh, dunks got their yeah. own set. You know, yeah. so yeah. seems like there should be a sound effects coordinator for the NBA bubble. Mm. Yeah, I get. I mean, I get, but I think that's kind of what makes the bubble the bubble. It's a bubble. You know what I mean? It ain't. It ain't. It's not real people here. It's not. You know what I'm yeah, saying? It's not live. You got them old Zoom people back there, and then you got that. You see, I would say that if they had no sound effects, but uh-huh. they do have sound effects. It's just, it's just well, like kind of like they lazy too. with it. You know what I'm saying? Like ah, just give them you know some generic sounds and we call it a day. Uh, it's the bubble, but yeah. if you're gonna go yeah. sound effects, you might as well give us some sound effects. 
See, I never even peeped that they was giving sound effects. I thought they just had to, you know, whatever sound these people are making, I guess it's like EQ'd or whatever, but I didn't think it was manipulated. Nah, you know what I'm saying? Got I, like, it, they got a generic crowd sound that go. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like some room tone. Yeah, like, and then right. somebody hit a shot, they go, you know what I mean? Right. Right. But that that takes You know what I'm saying They did that Like if you're gonna do that Do the whole job man Shit Cause yeah. I You know Cause when you watching it And it's fourth quarter And motherfucking hit the big shot You be like Oh shit You know what I'm right. saying But And you so used to The crowd on TV Kind of going crazy too Right That it's like It almost didn't happen Right <laughs> I don't miss that That's what I think Is the ill part about it I think that is that's the part of that's what makes it what it is. Like that's what makes it singular to the regular NBA. It's You're like a when you see these Nah, I mean it's just it's, yeah. Well, yeah, it's a realist <laughs> and it's it's also that these are these this is the new uh environment. It's like when you when and it's it's still kind of doing it, but it's kind of evolved a little bit, not manipulated, but it's evolved a little bit like when these comedy shows outside. When they first started doing comedy shows outside, there was uh, there was no live audience. It was just people in their cars, mm-hmm. and if they liked your if they liked your joke, they flick in their their headlights, which is not what you're used to. You know what I'm saying? But you'd be surprised how quick you can acclimate to that shit, and how <laughs> it just it just becomes a sign of the times. Like when it looks like. So then when it goes back to the time capsule, it looks so distinctly bubbled out. You know what I mean? Like, you know, but uh, you know, who knows? We'll see, you know, we'll see what happens. Maybe they'll have some maybe they have some tricks for a motherfucker in the finals. Right, in the right, bubble right. finals. Maybe they'll get Dr. Dre to come in there no and, and mix that bitch. Right. Uh as if the Lakers go. So I guess I guess I'm 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 more of a director. You know what I'm saying? You right. you like a realist with the shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm looking at it as a director, like, man, shit, y'all could have did more with this. Right, 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 <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm looking at it like, yeah, let's let's let them let's let them play in this in this whole this this experience. Cause I think that's what makes it so ill too. You know, the fact that about it is like there is no you know, it's a home court advantage not going on. It's just whatever momentum you could create in that bubble mm-hmm. is what's real. Because it's it. what's funny to me is when, like, at the end of the game, when you just see them going, like, just back to the to the back room. Like, it's nothing <laughs> grand about it. It just, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? It just looks real regular as shit. Like, all right, well, that's that's done. I guess I'm going back to my room. You guys take it easy. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, that. that's weird. Oh shit Yeah man Who you got You got any picks I mean I'm going with The same team I was going with Before I'm sure I'm rolling With Bron Bron and Mo Yeah Yeah You know Shit Why change now Even though Like you said Ain't no home court advantage This shit is all You know Just You just out in space Playing ball But I think I also think Just knowing LeBron's experience in playoff situations, which every playoff that he attended, he shit. I mean, in the last eight, nine years, shit, he took that shit to the finals. Right. So I think his mindset knows how to get there. You know what I'm saying? He knows Mm -hmm. how to how to work the uh, momentum to get where where they need to go. 
You know what I'm saying? Right. And um, so I, I just, you know, fuck it. I was I was a fan of his when he came in the league. I'm going to just ride on out till he, till he retire. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, and yeah, then I'm a, yeah. then I'm gonna fuck with my man John Morant and maybe some you know, some of these other newcomers. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm actually excited yeah, John to see. Was pretty good. Yeah, yeah John thing, Morant. Yeah. He a wild boy. That motherfucker, yeah. wild man. That nigga get out there and do whatever. <laughs> mm-hmm. His defense is ooh. You know, sometimes he he be lacking on defense a little bit sometimes. But shit, I like his effort. Yeah. I like his enthusiasm. Yeah, uh-huh. I like. Um, McCullough's effort on the Blazers. The fact of the matter is that this kid is playing with a fractured back. Mm. Like that shit crazy. He ain't like not making no big deal about it. He's still crossing motherfuckers up, playing defense, taking it to the hole. Like really trying to win with a fractured mm. back. Like I ain't. I'm not mad at that at all. I kind of salute that. I like the Blazers. I I like LeBron a lot. I'm been a LeBron fan, but if there was any any team that's kind of that I kind of like at this point, like you know, this series could have went either way, and I'd have been cool with it. You know what I'm saying? I, you know, Damian Lillard is a, is a Damian. You know what I'm saying? So I, I respect that, and I like his, I like his uh, what's the word? Like his uh, just his conviction. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like he was like. We're going to have to get this shit done. Like, you can feel it. Like, let's get this shit done. His shit. And I'm not the biggest. Now, nah, I won't say I'm not the biggest. I haven't watched enough Luca, So, I haven't got caught up in the Luca Donkins hype. But, like, mm-hmm. I've seen some of the work he's been putting in. And I like some of the shit he's been saying. Like, in his, uh, in his post-game interview, he was like, uh, you know, you got to believe. If you can't believe, you shouldn't even be here. And we believe. Right. And that's why we where we at. And I was like, right. go ahead, young man. Talk yeah, your no, shit. No. He, I like he, that shit. He got he got some shit now. Um mm-hmm. but you know, I, I would I would love to see them cats knock knock the clippers off just just on GP, you know what I'm saying? Just for conversation's mm-hmm. sake. Right. I, I would like to see it, but you know, right. it's a long way to go before you start having that kind of talk, you know. Yeah. But a game like yeah. the game they had the other day, you know, it gives them hope. You know what I mean? So it's it's that time where Kawhi is probably sitting with Paul George like my man. You know what I'm saying? We got to mm-hmm. do what the fuck we got to do. You know what I'm saying? And Kawhi ain't no joke. You know what I'm saying? He 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 works and he know how to get that work in. So I wouldn't count. I wouldn't count him out. You know what I'm saying? Even when right. he was on the Spurs, he was getting that work. He was like the dude. You'd be like, ah, damn, <laughs> shit, yeah. this nigga yeah. everywhere. Yeah, he caught a chip with the Clippers. That'd be three chips with three different teams. Right. That's pretty ill. Quiet, too. Like, you know what I mean? Like, very, like, unassuming champ. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's pretty ill. To be that to be that talented and established and still be as much of a mystery as he is. Right. That's a feat in itself. Right. But, uh. Yeah, so yeah, I'm paying attention. Is anything? Is the games going? There might be some games tonight. I'm pretty sure. I'm sure. So uh, it's bubble season, baby. Wow. Bubble season. I was in the bubble before the NBA. I was in the bubble in the struggle. GS ninety three with that some shit mm-hmm. like that. Young Cameron said in the in the mm-hmm. in the little IG freestyle mm-hmm. live from the PJs. Oh, I thought that shit was hard. Oh Cam man, he ill with what 
with that slick talk shit, as you you sent you know Damien sent me a clip of Cameron in the projects, you know, kind of freestyle slick talking with his homies. For his and, mans who felt like he ain't have it no more, right. allegedly. And, you know, Cam let you know that that slick talk shit is endemic to him. You know what I'm saying? Like, he. Oh, yeah. He, he, he. I give that to him. You know what I'm saying? That shit is mm-hmm. like. And it's always, you know what I'm saying? Those cats in the hood, they're their own type of celebrity. You know? Mm-hmm. The cat that got the slick talk, all the slang, make up all the new words and shit. It's cats that wake up to do that shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And most of them don't rap. So when you got a cat like that that raps and you can identify him with the slick talk cat, you know what I'm saying? It, I I love that shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, and, nah. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And, and that shit's, that shit's uh, with Cam, it seeps across all what he does. And... Why you you know he might not be on top top and all that shit, but whatever he gets into, that character sleeps sleeps in sneaks in. You know what I'm saying? So when he was in paid in full, he was playing playing um, was he who the fuck he was playing? He was playing uh, Rico. Rico. No, what the fuck? Who was Rico? Real? Who was the real character? Goddamn. Uh, Rich Porter, right? No, not Rich Porter. What are we talking Alpo? Alpo? Yeah, he was playing Alpo. He was playing Alpo. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so a lot of motherfucking luck, man. Yeah, 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 man. Nah, I mean, when he was playing Alpo, he brought that aesthetic to it in a way where it really counted. Like, it counted on that character. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, and all that slick talking. You know what I'm saying? Niggas get shot every day, beat, pull your skirt up. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> that really came through and it came through shining. I think he's um, you know, underappreciated in that way. I think he should have more roles. I think niggas need to might write more roles for niggas like Cameron, you know? Cause I, I yeah. enjoy it. You know what I'm saying? It's it's just I all oh, you always in those kind of cats in the hood was always the entertainers. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? He got the yeah. ah, this nigga here. You know what I'm saying? Pull up, jump out, talking shit. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Now, he got a lot of pizzazz and gusto, the way he move around. You know, he, I mean, you know, it's funny. He might have been the first rapper to say, I'm not a rapper, I'm a hustler. You know what I'm saying? Which became the whole thing. Like, niggas was like, nah, I'm not a rapper. But you're a rapper, because I hear you telling me you're not a rapper on your record. On but your that rap. Became, he, <laughs> yeah, he became the one that kind of set that tone, even to your point about um, movies. You know what I'm saying? He was like, and I don't, I turned down three feet. I turned down three movies. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's he always a, a his own boss type shit. You know what I'm saying? Even with the... Obviously, with the the dissension with the Dipset and Rockefeller shit, you know what I'm saying? He wanna, he was always moving on his own his own wave. The the Laffy Taffy range, the mm-hmm. the fucking the pink fur that becomes a Halloween costume ever since. You know, he he that motherfucker. He's 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 iconic. You know what I'm saying? If there was ever a a person that could be low key iconic. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? For sake of return, that's him. You know what I mean? Because when right. he show up, he show up like, and you you remember like, oh shit, yeah, this is this is why I fuck with Killer. This is my nigga. This is why I fuck with it. But he he knows 
he knows the scarcity effect. He's right. good with that. You know what I mean? He, he has a, a super grasp of marketing and putting his persona out in the world. Yeah, man, Cam's always been one of my faves, man. He's a he's a beast. I would like to hear some some new shit from Cam, you know, mm-hmm. but he move how he move, you right. know. So uh, niggas might just have to take that freestyle and rewind it. No. <laughs> you know. Uh shit. If we on that though, speaking of speaking of uh I don't wanna say scarcity, but just just popping up and, and hitting you with some fly shit. This new Nas album is Ooh. fire. It's one it of is. Nas's best it in a minute. It Ooh. is. Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? I'm a late Nas bloomer. We've talked about this a million times. I didn't fuck with the early Nas when he was, you know, the highly acclaimed right. just because I felt like they was forcing it on. On us, right? As a as a cat from the south, you know what I'm saying. I felt like they was forcing Nas to be the next coming of Rockem, and you know this super genius mm-hmm. cat. So you know what I'm saying. I kind of just tuned it out just off the sheer volume of of uh, you know jocking that was going on. But um, once I did catch up to Nas, I, I started to appreciate him later. I guess like Illmatic album or some shit like that, and mm-hmm. then um. <clears throat> and so this shit what he got here I think it's it's just perfectly suited for the times for his his age and demeanor this mm-hmm. shit is is just perfect you know what I'm saying like and I don't know what that means as far as sales and you know who's platinum and who's selling the most in the covid era right but that shit what he just put out was classic man in my opinion yeah yeah, nah, that shit was great. That shit was great. I think, um, yeah, it was one of his best in a minute. I think the thing with Nas that's kind of plagued him was, uh, I forgot, somebody asked him. They asked him in the High 97 thing. Uh, he was saying, you know, uh, the fact that you had a classic under your belt coming out the gate, did that relieve any stress moving around? And he kind of was like, you know, it was like a gift and a curse. And I, I feel like that had been the thing for Nas post-Illmatic. From Illmatic on, like, everybody was like, yo, he got to give us another Illmatic, you know? So when It Was Written came out and it was like a departure, that's when Nas detractors started to kind of to kind of uh, show up. It was early Nas detractors because It Was Written was a great album, but it was just... It was just so left from what it, it wasn't as, it didn't come across as pure as, you know, Illmatic. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where Illmatic, he's like the ghetto poet. Where mm-hmm. you know, you go to, it was written, he got that boxy pink suit on. You know, now he's a, you know, he's a, a mobster type shit. But, <laughs> shout out to my man Chris. He was one of the first cats to have, my man Chris from North Carolina. He was one of the first cats to, to put the hot take out like, yo. I think it was written is better than Illmatic. Mm-hmm. Now that's a conversation for a whole nother. What was podcast, on? What was on his? What was on? It was written. The message, street dreams. Um, what else? Uh, is hate me now on? No, I think hate me now might be a little later. The message, street dreams. Uh, fuck, it's a bunch of shit on there. Let me look at this shit while we. No, nah, go ahead. Keep talking. I'm looking. Uh, no, nah, I mean, but you know, as we you could cut this whole. Hold on a second. Just as it. Fuck it. We might as well get this off. If I were the world, 
Yeah, five ruled the world. Okay, so what you got? The Taking message. Taking in blood is crazy. Action. Street dreams. I gave you power. Uh, affirmative action. Uh, live nigga rap shootouts. You know what I mean? It's official. Like Black Girl Lost. Like it's a, some bangers on that album. Mm-hmm. You know, but I think uh, a lot of cats was a little disappointed. I remember being disappointed at first because I remember them them teasing that Nas and Lauren was gonna do a record together, and I was like, "Oh shit, this is strength. This is right off the the strength of the score." With Lauren got busy on that shit, so all I was thinking was Nas and Lauren was gonna be on the same record rapping. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then this is where R&B Lauren kind of like started to really spread her wings and she doing the the hook to the shit. And it was cool, but it wasn't what a motherfucker wanted. You know what I mean? Like that was probably <laughs> my chief critique because I would have loved to hear El Boogie and, you know, Escobar going ball for ball on the record. But uh, yeah, man, but this shit, this shit is great. Uh, what I, else I, is I, I dope lied, about it? I lied in my my thing. I said I became. I didn't get on to him until it was written. I lied. That wasn't the album. I am was the album where I, mm-hmm. where I got on to. Okay, for real, for real. You know what I'm saying? What was I, I like I like some of the records hate on the now? other ones. Uh, I am. Yeah, it had to be hate me now the album because okay. it was '99 when I was just moving to New York. Nas is like hate me now, shit like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a fire album too. When that's the thing, like this shit makes me, because the thing was, I, I liked Nas off top in the beginning, uh, but I was always a big fan. You know what I mean? Like that was kind of my guy. Mm-hmm. I respected Nas. Nas was the shit. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't. It wasn't even in the. I don't even think at that point it wasn't as much who you fuck with more. You know what I'm saying? Like, they were, everybody could kind of coexist a little bit. Like, it was a lot of dope rappers back then. You know what I mean? It was the Woo still cracking. It was Mob Deep still going crazy out there. You know what I mean? Like, there was, you know, shit, I think even Pooba had some shit. Like, it was a lot of people that was still, you know, Hove came into, you know, into the game. So then Big died. The rise of Jay-Z kind of got a little bit more compelling. You know what I mean? Maybe even a little bit more exciting. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because Nas was, you know, he was, he was. A, I mean, there we go back with the low-key iconic. You know what I'm saying? But Nas has always been real, you know, the blunt smoker. The real, you know, laid back type of motherfucker. Jay was a little bit more, he laid back, but he was just a little bit more show. I don't even say that. It's a different type of show. I think Jay was like, I'm that nigga. Like, he mm-hmm. was... uh he was trying to manifest that shit. Like he was, he was on some old, his shit was more, I'm boastful. You know what I'm saying? Nas right. was going to let the bar speak. He'll say right. some slick shit, but like Jay was campaigning. Jay, Jay and, was uh, on a campaign. He was on positioning. Jay positioned himself way higher than the rest of these niggas. Yeah. Very bossed up. You know that was kind of like one of the eras of like the boss. He, you know Jay, what I mean? Like, uh, he, he, he like one of them guys in the streets that's smart and they know they smarter than everybody and they don't give a fuck about letting you know that they smarter than you. He was one of them kind of guys. I'm smarter than you. I'm playing this shit smarter than you. I'm buying the, the, the better car. I'm buying the better champagne. I'm just way better positioned than all of you guys. You guys are doing regular shit. Okay, that's what you're going to do. I'm going to go get this platinum. 
fuck your gold. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, when niggas thought platinum was silver, you know? So he's that guy just always positioning. Yeah, you you popping them gold bottles, that was me first. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So he, he was like the hip hop Zagat after yeah, a while. Exactly. He was the guy to let you know that I was doing this shit better than you guys from the jump. And now you following the shit that I was doing, which was great right. position. And that's why I started to fuck with him, because when he wrote that line, if I shot you, I'm brainless. You shoot me, you famous. Like, I was like, yo, this guy is positioned. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I'm brainless if I shoot you. You shoot me, you famous. What's a nigga to do? When Streets is watching. Yeah. Nah, he was a beast. But so what I'm saying about Nas was for a while he kind of was, you know, he was low key. He was doing his thing, but you know, it wasn't uh it was getting a little inconsistent. You know what I mean? It was a lot of critique around his shit because I think the expectation for Nas has always been of the highest level. I think he's probably maybe at this point, maybe Kendrick might have this type of expectation. I think Kendrick is still kind of like he's hit the, he's hit the goal each time, but uh, I don't, it ain't too many highly anticipated rappers on the level from the door like Nas. So then like when shit wasn't with the thing with Nas too is also, he came up in a lot of in the bootleg era. Mm-hmm. So the thing with Nas is you might hear a bunch of Nas records through clue tapes or on this mixtape and shit like that. And then when the final album came out, they couldn't clear the sample or that shit didn't go and blah, blah, blah. And I think that's kind of one of the things that kind of started the Nas pick bad beats because it was like almost like a bait and switch. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So listening to this shit. It definitely makes me want to revisit his catalog because he's been dope all the way through. But I just think at the sometimes consistency sometimes could go against you. You know what I mean? Like people will love you for the same. People will hate you for the same reason they love you. You know what I mean? Like, oh, here they go with this. Even though you nice at that, it's just more of the same. You know what I mean? So, like, I think uh, Hit Boy it boy came through and like really created some some soundscapes and left the beats open and you know he he looked like a motherfucker that studied Nas because I didn't know what to expect with Hitboy. I know I know a bit of his discography. You know, Niggas in Paris was a big record. Mm-hmm. Uh, he does the half a mil shit with Dom Kennedy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He like did a lot of Wayne never, shit. That's why he came yeah. in, came in on Wayne. Okay. Well, see, I never really, I couldn't, I couldn't tell you what Hit Boy sound was per se. Like, I couldn't say, "Yo, that's a Hit Boy type of record." Nah, but you know that, I mean? that was the thing about Hit Boy. He he was able. He had a little range. He did some Beyonce records. You know what I'm saying? Like, he right. had range. He wasn't like a beat maker per se. So right. Go ahead. But I, I don't. That's my point. I don't think he was a beat maker. He was doing. I mean, he was a. He had his range, but he didn't have a signature. You know what I mean? I don't, still don't think he got a signature. He's just a great producer. Right. And you know what I'm saying? But like, good. yeah, I, okay. I hear what your point is, but my point is he, I didn't know what to expect with him. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I didn't really, like when, when you heard Nas was fucking with Kanye, there was a certain level of expectation. You know, like for years, the people were like, yo, Nas and Primo supposed to do a whole album together. Or like when there's certain people, like there's certain 
producers that bring across a certain expectation. You know, mm-hmm. somebody getting in the build, you know, somebody gonna get in the lab with Pharrell. You know what I mean? You could go all over the place, but you know a Neptune Santa. You know there's gonna there's a certain something to expect. For mm-hmm. me, Hip Boy, I wasn't and, and again, I'm probably not that familiar with his discography, but I was concerned. I was like, ugh, this shit could go either way. Cause I'm not even like a lot of shit that he do with Dom. I gotta go back on that because some of that stuff not my favorite shit. And I'm a big Dom fan, but I'm like, ah, you know what I mean? And then I think the fact that Hit Boy started rapping too kind of made you look at him a little differently too because now he's a hybrid. Now he's not just a, a producer. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But like this shit sounded like he he's a Nas fan. Like the shit that he was giving him was like, oh, this type of shit, like Car 85. You know what I'm saying? Records like that. You're like, oh, yeah, he... He must have really fucked with some Nas shit because he know how to set it up. Mm-hmm. I mean, so like, yeah, man, it was it was great. It was dope to hear the firm. It was dope to hear AZ get busy. It was real cool to hear Foxy on the mic again because you know I kind of mm-hmm. forgot I missed Foxy. You right. know what I'm saying? Like she's so singular in some of the shit that she do on the mic that it was kind of cool to hear her do her thing again. Mm-hmm. So yeah, man. Over the overall, man, I, I really enjoyed this Nas album. I thought it was dope. No doubt. Two thumbs up for Nas. There you go. Anyway. <laughs> so, yeah. So, tell me about what you shot with uh, Rachel and Lindsay? No, uh, Elena. Leslie? Elena. Elena. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah, what, yeah, you yeah. Shot, what you shoot with them? Well, they, they, they have a, a company called a Butterfly Effect. And, mm-hmm. um, which came when everybody was down. Remember, everybody went to Ghana during like the holidays and shit. It was yeah. like the homecoming return to to right. to the motherland shit. Everybody was mm-hmm. invited but me. <laughs> That's how I felt. It's like, damn, all my friends did. I didn't even know this shit existed. Right. So I felt some kind of way. But anyway, they went there and it kind of changed their mindset towards things, just the experience they had. And, you know, I can't really speak to the experience as much as well as they can, so I won't do it. But it's just a lot of serendipity, a lot of magical things happened to where they felt like, hey, man, there's something else going on in this in this world where, you know, we could be doing more things in a better way. And so they mm-hmm. started this thing called the Butterfly Effect, which is all about that vibe and flowing on that vibe and using those little things that happen magically to change everything around you. You know what I'm saying? So one of the things that came out of the trip on the way home, they met a lady who started a school and they wanted to help this lady build, build the school, like build it, make a new building, grow it out, get more people to sponsor kids and, um, in going to the school. So it's like, you know, 300 and something dollars. You could sponsor a kid for the whole year, their uniforms, their school supplies, all that shit, their lunch. And their education So They brought that back And um, They They did a fundraising dinner And um, I had did a A video that they were gonna play At the fundraising video That That kinda summed up What the butterfly effect was For the people who was there And mm-hmm. So boom So went shoot, Shot the dinner And it was beautiful You know what I'm saying It's just like Something simple Like you know, say me and you, we do a dinner and we do something simple, invite some friends and shit. And 
It's just the the care of detail that they put into this dinner was inspiring to me. The use of the resources that they, you know, your friends and and family in your in your circle to create something that was very special to allow people to buy into what you're doing. And it was very simple. Like it's COVID era, so it was done in the backyard, you know what I'm saying? But it was dressed up really nice. The details were really nice. The the dishes and the the silverware was nice. The you know what I mean? It was just all like the details of it just spoke to, hey, this is we we take extreme care in what we're doing and we would like you to care. And I just learned something in that. You know what I'm saying? For me, I do shit sometimes like that's simple. Like, you know what I mean? I write people over we we do whatever. I just do it regular, you know what I'm saying? But that shit showed me how to kind of take that extra step and do shit just specific for the night. You know what I'm saying? Make shit, make make a custom fucking napkin and make a fucking custom menu for your people to let them know that this shit is special. You know what I'm saying? So I just, that as a takeaway, I was able to watch that shit happen and watch it unfold and see it up close to where the care that you put into what you're doing actually equates to the results that you get. And I saw how the people responded to it. You know what I'm saying? It was a few celebrities in there, a few, no, a lot of notables, people who doing shit all over the world. But it was just like the response was like, damn, you, the, the people that came through, they used to nice shit. You know what I'm saying? It was all kind of motherfuckers there. You know what I'm saying? Chase Bank people, all kind of shit. And they used to certain shit. But even being used to it, you could tell that they were wild by what went on. Just by the, the effort and the details in the shit. So that was, you know what I'm saying? That was that was pretty cool for me to watch and to sit back. Especially after my new revelations and moving into my new space. It was actually cool to just sit back and mix it up with that crowd and to watch how things were put together and, and how people responded to them. Mm. What was the, uh, what stood out the most? And like, what was, what was custom about the, uh, the, the napkins? Oh, no, it was just, you know, just designed, you know, printed out with, with the, with the, with the design it wasn't the logo it was just the design they had you know saying certain cards and shit like that that kind of guided the conversation along at the table it was like these little questions that helped guide the conversation um you know the 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 people involved with the cooking you know what I'm saying because you could have easily went and got like some catering type of shit but then you go get like a local african restaurant in harlem and that's a family-owned business that they come in and do African dishes and, and they're able to speak to them in a way that makes it feel better than just, you know what I'm saying, somebody came in and did the food. You know what I'm saying? It was like the person that did the food is actually sitting at the table with you having a conversation with you as well. Yeah. So it wasn't like we're going to bring somebody in. It's like the service person. They come in cooking. You know, they mm-hmm. in the kitchen and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like the guy who 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 did the food was actually one of the guests at the table, you know, um, and then you you take these certain questions and certain people responded to the questions out loud and you know what I mean. Um, you had like Michael K. Williams who who, who plays uh, Omar on the Wire and amongst other a whole lot of other shit. I'm just you know what I'm saying that's just. 
Well, most people know. And, mm-hmm. you know, he dug into the question and told a story that was very personal that happened today. And you could tell, you know what I'm saying, he he, he just came up with, okay, this is the perfect thing that I should, I should say in regards to this question. But it also, you know what I'm saying, I'm not a, a good presenter. You know what I'm saying? Not that I'm not good at it. I just don't fucking do it. You know what I'm saying? I don't. Y'all don't show up and show out. You know what I mean? In my in my previous self, I didn't do that. So, like I said, in learning how to be in for my next self, I'm watching. I'm taking notes, and I'm taking notes on how emphatic he is, how how much uh, emotion he puts into the speech. Because it could have easily been, you know what I'm saying, I would have got up there, yeah, you know what I'm saying, so, you know, this was the most thing that connected with me, you know what I'm saying, but he told a story where he damn near cried, you know what I'm saying, and then, you know, in general, if I told that same story, I wouldn't have went that far, as far as the, the into the meaning of it, and the, I would have, I would have, you know, told the significance of it, but I would have skipped past the, you know what I'm saying, it, it affected me deeply part, because, you know, I'm I'm still kind of closed in a little bit. So I learned that shit, man. You let some of this shit out. And and that shit was impactful. You know what I'm saying? You could see how people responded and you see how people talked to him afterwards because of the shit that he said. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna put that in my little, you know what I'm saying, in my little folder of shit to do. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> my repertoire. You know what I'm saying? Oh, add that to my report. Goddamn. Because that shit make a difference. You know what I'm saying? You got people in the yeah. room. Everybody do their thing. But right. when you could connect the whole room, right. shit. You know what I'm saying? The conversations is right. open for you, you know? Right. And I appreciated right. that shit. I was like, shit. I'm, shit, I'm glad I'm here. That's the beauty. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Of shooting, you know what I mean. Sometimes you get the you the fly on the wall, you know what I mean. You the you get the ear hustle like no other. You get to actually watch people and get paid to watch people and how they right. react and how they do shit. Um, right. So you know it was it was cool to me, man. It was it was an opportunity to to add some nuggets to my game. Gotcha. Yeah. Now let me ask you this: How does that coincide? With the rebirth of Ali Muhammad, you that's know what, what I mean? Like, cause this is no, no, no. I know you say you peeped it. Mm-hmm. You peeped some shit to throw into the repertoire, or whatever. But like, did you? Because this is between last week and this week. Mm-hmm. Did you bring new Ali Muhammad <laughs> to the situation? I brought, I brought a whole. I, I put on my motherfucking clothes. You know what I'm okay. saying? Put boy. Talk about saying? it. Put let's hear about. Let's hear about put, new Ali Muhammad. Put my watch on. You know what I'm saying? I came okay. outside. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I came okay. outside, even though I was working. I that shit. I you couldn't tell me that. Okay. You know what I'm saying? You went to work. I went to work, and I didn't really know what the. You know what I'm saying? I didn't have advanced knowledge of this event, so I didn't know. I didn't plan. Mm-hmm. I wasn't able to plan and say, you know, this is what I'm gonna do. But shit, an hour before the joint. I mean, I knew a little bit before that, but I'm saying I ain't know the dress mm-hmm. code until like an hour before right. the joint. And it was like, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, garden chic or some shit like that. I'm like, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? Now, uh-huh. I ain't put on no clothes the whole COVID, man. You know what I'm saying? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, For what? What the right. fuck do I do? You know what I'm right. saying? But I, I pulled out a few items, you know what I'm saying? And uh-huh. I probably... 
you know what it was about. It was about seventy nine degrees, eighty degrees. Mm-hmm. Probably dressed a little hotter than I should have, but I felt chinchilla? like chinchilla, huh? No chinchilla. No, no, not chinchilla. I said hotter, oh, okay, hotter than I should like. You know what I'm saying? The weather Meaning was a that? little warm. Yeah, but oh, I put okay. on some sleeves. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. because you know I feel like like short sleeve. I feel like it's you know you don't get the same effect. You know, mm, on okay. a, on a you know what I'm saying on a like get fresh tip. So okay, I thought about it. I was like, you know what I'm saying. I know niggas probably gonna have on suits and shit. So I'm I put on my little jacket with my little shirt. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying. But my right. jacket was kind of like it's a it's a leisure life piece. You know what I'm saying. It's, okay, it's a, uh, it's a bomber jacket, but it's cut like a kimono. You know what I'm saying? So it got like oh. bomber arms, but it's kimono, the rest of it. You oh. know what I'm saying? So oh, I put I put that on. It's like army green. I had some cream. I got my favorite cream slacks and shit that fall right. really nice. You know what I'm saying? In a white, in a white, you know what I'm saying? Button down type of scenario. What and you so, hitting with on the shoe? What's the shoe looking like? Shoe game, garden. See the garden shit. You know what I'm saying? Put me on a. I'm gonna be outside in the grass type of action, backyard action. Tell me you had a you had a Teva on. Don't say a uh-huh. Teva. A uh-huh. who? <laughs> I'm fucking with you. A What'd Teva. You, you know the Teva. You know the Teva sandal. You oh, know nah, the Teva. I, that, I, I don't even know what the fuck that is. <laughs> you know them little weird looking. Utility ass sandals nah, that the, nah, you know peace nah. peace. I went with a I went with a summer Stan Smith man. You know what I'm okay, saying? Yeah, yeah, no socks and shit. You know, yeah. what I mean? standard summer yeah. like you know what I'm saying Hampton type Hampton style and shit. But like I said, menthol I pro- green, menthol green backs. Yeah, menthol green back. Okay, you know what I'm Go saying? Ahead. Cream slacks, white shirt, nice. army green kimono type of deal. Let you know these motherfuckers know. Not let them know. It wasn't to let you let them know because ah. obviously, obviously, I haven't been to the store yet since I've been new me. So I had to pull from the old me collection. You know right. what I'm saying? So right. we want to let these motherfuckers know, but it's like let me raise up to the occasion because usually if you shooting, I, I come with some real standard shit just so I could be comfortable. Right. You know what I'm saying? But I was like, I for I for you know what I'm saying? I, I I went beyond comfort to say, you know what, I'm I'm gonna be present in my look and feel, and be a part mm-hmm. of it and be present mm-hmm. in it. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, the new Ali, man, it's like this, man. Like the old shit that used to be like a yellow light. You know what I'm saying? You like you say, shit, I'm about to do this shit, and then you get this like this little feeling of caution. Uh huh. Every time I feel that shit, now I run that shit off of me, man. You know what I'm saying? You wake up, feel like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to, you know what I'm saying? You get that little call. I'll be like, man, get the fuck out of here, man. I ain't nobody on that yeah. shit no more. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, man, yeah. all that all that yellow light shit, nah, I'm pushing the gas through that shit. Yeah. So, so it's different, man, and I, I see the difference. I see the difference in, in people's reaction to me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And not that, you know, people doing nothing different or like, oh, my God, no shit like that. But it's like when you have a conversation, the response is is in line with where I want to go, as opposed to sometimes you. It's hard to have these similar conversations before. You know what I'm saying? Even with my right. wife. You know what I'm saying? My conversations are a little more fluid than uh-huh. some. The same conversation might have got held up on some. You know what I'm saying? Just on some regular shit before. 
Now that shit is opened right. up to being fluid because for me, I don't have that yellow light of caution no more. You know what I'm saying? And I'm I'm open and willing to say this is the type of shit that I that I would like for for myself. You know what I'm saying? Right. And and a lot of times before you wouldn't put what you want for yourself out front without feeling like, oh, that's selfish or that. You usually put other people first. And right. not that I'm not considering other people, because that's just innate, but you have to curate your thoughts and curate your feelings and 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 take care of those shits. You know what I'm saying? Cause you other than that, you're not fully um communicating yourself. You're not fully uh, allowing people to feel who you are and they and they make decisions based on what you're communicating. So when you're not communicating your full self, they making decisions off your half self. And then they considering that your full self. You like motherfucker, that's just half of me. But they was like, well shit, that's all you presented. Right. So you gotta present the full of you. So people can make the right decisions on how they treat you and how they how they uh receive your yeah, information. That shit. That's what's up. That's you know what's what up. And that shit, Man. that shit goes across the board in business. Like even in my meetings and shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm coming with new me. You know what I mean? I ain't coming with cautiously. Yeah, gotta go all out. Gotta go all out, as your daughter said. Mm-hmm. Stun on them every day. Stun on them every day. You know what I mean? <laughs> that shit. That shit was that. That was a word that she spoke. It she was spoke a damn show of word. You know what I'm saying? That's one of those situations <laughs> where you just gotta be like, fair enough. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? True indeed. <laughs> you know was, what I mean? It was funny because I was on the phone when she said that shit. I was talking to my homeboy, and you know uh-huh. she's right there next to me, so he could hear her. And then <laughs> he was like, yeah, yeah, shit, she right. <laughs> right, 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 right. Nigga, that shit is a resounding. Everybody got that shit. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's what it is. Oh, man. That sounds cool, man. Sounds good yeah. to, good to, you know what I mean, get out there. Everything happened for a reason. Yes, you know sir. What I mean? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, man. You know, uh, as I'm going to say, I was watching... Uh, I was watching this show this weekend. I watched a lot of shit. I didn't get into my three episodes of Game of Thrones. Maybe this week, though. I definitely, I checked out uh, a little bit of what David Makes Man. Mm-hmm. I checked a little bit of that shit out. I liked it. I had to turn it off after a couple episodes. That shit is, whoo, that shit is heavy, nigga. It's a yeah. lot of trauma and yeah. humidity. Yeah, I was like, "Damn it!" It was, it was, it was, it was fucking me up. This nigga with that restless leg, but uh, <laughs> I like it so far. I just got to take it in doses. Good to see Felicia Rashad, mm-hmm. but uh, I also saw this show, "Love in the Time of Corona." Right. I heard about that. <laughs> Did you see that shit? Okay, I saw it. I came across it. I'm on Hulu. I came across it. I think I came across it because I saw that they had Thundercats on Hulu. I was about to check out Thundercats on some old throwback shit. But I uh, came across Loving the Time of Corona. I turned it on. And immediately, I wanted to hate the shit. You know what I mean? I was like, this too soon. Here we go. Blah, blah, blah. You know, I, I kind of had the screw face with it. You know, but I was like, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me see. Let me let it rock. And about 15 minutes into the first episode, I was like, all right, you know, it is what it is. I'm into it. You know what I'm saying? I'm seeing how they, 
they are pulling from, you know, this collective experience that we all had and they're pulling things that we've all been, you know, not we've all been doing, but we've seen done and, you know, we're pulling from some real shit, you know, Ahmaud Aubrey and, you know, TikTok dances and, you know, all <laughs> of that type of shit. Um, so I was kind of like, oh, all right, it's a little better than I expected, you know. Uh, they had, they, uh, they got Wanda in there. I had to IMDB her. Wanda from um from Snowfall. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I know her face. Where do I know if I had to hit the IMD? I was like, oh, should I go Wanda? But uh, <laughs> you know, they they I don't want to spoil no shit for you, but uh, uh, she probably get the worst of the whole shit. But uh, overall, they I think it was over four episodes. First two came out, I guess that day, and then the next two came out the next day. I watched all them shits. They was cool. It was cool overall. It was. It was cool. It wasn't like when I first started, I was like, ah, but I got into it. It was some light shit. It was, it was a nice little, I guess this was like, from what I've seen, the first step into this recapping this experience in a narrative sense. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like you, you starting to see Corona reflected in, uh, in entertainment and shit mm-hmm. like that. So, you know, shout out to them for for kicking the door open and 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 I guess striking first. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? It was it was cool. I I enjoyed it. I watched that shit. Uh, fucked with uh watched a little Lovecraft Country, mm-hmm. the second episode. Uh, I'm still hanging in there. It got a little that shit got a little weird, but I liked it. Did you see it or no? no I haven't started it yet. Oh, you haven't started none of it yet. Oh, you said you was going to start that with your wife, right, or something like that. Lovecraft. Yeah. When well, y'all saying y'all gonna? Yeah, we we gonna start it at some point. Oh, okay. You ain't fucking with it, like. No, I ain't. Like, I mean, I ain't. Not that I ain't fucking with it. It's just I just heard about the shit like last week. So. Right. So I ain't know yeah. about it. Yeah, I was doing that shit. I was all over the place. They had a. Uh, you know, ABFF was this weekend, still kind of going on. But, you know, mm-hmm. since it's Corona, it's free. You could go online and stream little panels. And, I mean, you could stream the movies and shit, too, if you want. Right. Uh, I watched a couple panels. That shit was that shit was cool to see. And you know? Black, Black Star uh, is going on right now, too. So, you know, for all the filmmakers, Black Star Film Festival is out there for free, too. Oh, like, yeah? Right now, yeah. Okay. I well, think right now, as too. we're speaking... Uh-huh. Um, Sean P and some other cinematographers on a panel. Oh, I was going to watch okay. it, but I knew I, w- I couldn't because we'll be here. Well, you know what I saw, and maybe it's the same thing with this Black Star thing, because there with the ABFF, there was a schedule like, oh, this one is at eight o'clock and this was whatever. But when I went to the page, you know, they were already pre-taped, so they was available. Mm. So you could kind of watch it at whatever time. So hopefully oh, you might okay. still be able to catch that panel. Right, right, yeah, right. Man. I didn't think about that. I thought, but, uh, hey, I thought yeah, yeah, was, yeah. was live. Yeah. Nah, so that shit was cool. They had the uh, the finale of the shy. You know, I know you don't fuck with the shy. All nah, right, <laughs> it was cool. Uh, I watched shit, the finale man. of uh, I May Destroy You. That's what I was on. I just saw that. Yeah. I just saw that right before we got on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That shit, you know what I'm saying? It was weird. The way that they put it together is very unorthodox, but uh-huh. I thought it was powerful though. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That shit, yeah. you got to get your mind right, though. But I thought it was powerful how she did that shit. I mean, yeah. And I thought the whole shit was dope. Yeah. I, I mean, it was so... And then... Yeah, right before I, I was reading a think piece on it. That's how much I really fucked with it. And I wanted to understand kind of that finale or mm-hmm. at least, you know, get some people's take on it or whatever. It's pretty interesting, some of the discussion around it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, nah, she killed that shit. That was, that was, a, that was a great show. That was a, that was a really, that was a, yeah, that was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think what else is going on, man. Uh... I don't know, man. What else is going on? <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm trying to think if there's anything, you know, because definitely talking some old TV yeah. shit. I'm just saying, what was in the in my life? Yeah, what, what was, was in I your doing? life? I bought a car. Too. Oh, you did cop? Yeah, cop. Tell you want to talk about it? Tell yeah, the people. Yeah, I mean, come, we in the conversation. Shit. Well, I um, ahead, I copped a little project. You know what I'm saying? That you know that was pretty clean. Some shit that, you know, I, I always used to see as a kid, you know what I mean? Big body, you know what I mean? Big boy, big boy bands that I used to love. Okay. You know what I'm saying? 560 SEC, which is, you know, the coupe. You know what I'm saying? It's like a big coupe. You know, a lot of times, a lot of guys would uh cut the top off, cut the top off and make it a vert. Uh, uh-huh. But uh, it came as a coupe. Uh-huh. And so I had been looking, I had been looking for one, you know what I'm saying? Just cause, you know, for real, for real, cause my man Biddy down in Atlanta had been posting that he was gonna start a um, a BBS car club, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to Biddy, yeah, you know, Cloud Nine, Cloud Nine, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Promoter out there, you know, manager of 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 um, you know Ferrari Simmons and you know a couple other artists and shit, but. Cool cat, man. Very in touch with the cultural side, but he's from the Bronx, so he has an affinity for 80s, 90s cars on BBSs. And I have another homeboy from Miami who is has an affinity for 80s, 90s BMWs and Benzes on BBSs. So, and when I bought my, um, I bought a, a, a Benz wagon, a 320 wagon, you know, I consulted with my dude, you know what I'm saying, who who was a specialist in in these old school benzes. And his shit was always clean. So I consulted with him. He told me what I need to look for, blah, blah, blah. And boom, came out, you know. What you need to look for? Tell the people. Because, we, you know, well, you know anybody saying, else out here. It's just, it's just various things. But when he, it's because he has who I call the Benz Whisperer. A guy mm-hmm. who 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 works on these bitches and can get them right. So basically, when I was looking to cop, he was like, you know, you know, make sure you know turn turn everything off. You know what I'm saying? And then turn it on and make sure all the lights come on. You know what I'm saying? As far as all the lights in the dash, so you know you can see the right. engine light come on, all that every light. Because sometimes they have where the light don't come on. They got the you know. So you gotta make sure all the lights shine up when you first turn it on, and then he was mm-hmm. like, um, <clears throat> he was like, after that, you know, if the check engine light go off, then you good money. You know what I'm saying? Cop that bitch. You know what I'm saying? Because anything else would be would be um, not that expensive to fix. You know what I'm saying? Right. But if it's the check engine, you don't know what the fuck it's gonna be. 
So, um, so, so I went with it. You know what I'm saying? Boom, got the Benz wagon with the mono 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 block rims on the bitch. You know what I'm saying? Shit was cool. You know, but I ain't really. I wasn't into it for the like the the project of it. It was just like a a, a day to day cruiser. You know what I'm saying? So, with this one, this is more like you know, this is something for the for the BBS club. This is for the car club. You know what I'm saying? So mm. you looking for a different type of deal, and so soon as soon as um soon as I started looking for them, you know, I, I was looking at them. I, I, I saw, identify how I wanted to do my shit. I'm like, okay, boom. You know what I'm saying? I was just looking. I wasn't thinking of it, thinking nothing of it. And then I was talking to my cousin, and I was like, uh, we was we was talking about some other shit. And then I was telling them that one of my homeboys just bought a big, brand new, big body, uh, big body bands, the new shit. Then it was like, which one? I was like, I guess it's the um, the five fifty, the S five fifty. And so he was like, Nah, if it's new, they don't make the five fifties right now. They making the five sixties. I'm like, Oh shit. It's like yeah, they changed the engine back to like what they had in the um in the eighties and nineties. Like I'm like oh with the five sixty SEC. He was like yeah. I was like damn, I'm looking for one of them motherfuckers. He's like you looking for shit. My homeboy down the street got one. Tried to sell it to me. You know what I'm saying? I'm like oh shit. And then he was like that shit clean. Da 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 da. And just like that, it was on. You know what I'm saying? So mm. boom, got the shit yesterday, and. About to ship that shit You know what I'm saying Get into it Shipping it to the A And uh um, Okay I get Get to it when I get out there That's a good That's yeah. a good touchdown Touch point right yeah, there Yeah but But you know see the, the, the thing about it is It's not like some Big old fancy shit It ain't no expensive shit It's just Some shit that I've Always liked You know what I'm saying Some shit that I wanted Some curated shit You know what I mean It's like a lot in my life, I look around, it's just stuff that I, you had to get and stuff that just right. came along. You know what I mean? What I'm trying to do now is just make sure what I do is shit that I really want. Well, shit that I really mm-hmm. wanted to do. You know, shit that I really fuck with. You know what I mean? And, that's, and this is like one of them. It's like, I really fuck with that car. And I got it because I wanted it. You know? Only thing in my, like in my shit that I buy that I, that's like that is like my equipment for my business. Like all the shit that I got in my business is shit that I wanted. Like nigga, I want, I need this particular tool. I need this camera. I need this. I need that. But like anything else was like ah whatever. But mm. this some shit that I wanted, and um, I'm happy with the purchase. You know what I'm saying? The shit is clean. You know what I'm saying? And I'm get to it. I already know what I want to do. It ain't nothing much. I don't want to do no crazy shit. Keep it real simple You know what I'm saying And mm-hmm. and, and It's something that I could speak to And say yeah that's, that's 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 some shit You know what I'm saying The shit that you Just pull out When you want to pull it out Right Alright So I got this question You coming into Atlanta Now this is new Ali mm-hmm. Touching down to Atlanta Kicking off You know Getting back to work You know uh, Hopping in the big body Benz That you had always wanted Vision board Benzin Mm-hmm. All right, you turn that motherfucking ignition on, and you take that maiden voyage, maybe down Peachtree or wherever, jumping on eighty five, wherever you're going. Mm-hmm. What is the first record you're gonna play in this new Benz? Ooh, first record. 
Mm. That's interesting. What's going to set the tone? What's going to christen the the mothership? You know what, dog? As a matter of fact, you know what I'm saying? I don't know really what that first record was, but the thing about it, when I heard the Nas record, it mm-hmm. sounded like Big Body Ben's action. You know what I'm saying? Right. Grown man right. action. You know what I'm saying? The King's disease. You know what I'm saying? Right. When the, the texture of that music felt like how the texture of that car is. You know what I'm saying? And I think I might rock Nas album on my first maiden voyage. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I'm put that okay. on video. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, all right. I'm all put right, that on shit. video. You know what I'm saying? Nice content. Now, that, now yeah. that we talk about it, like, shit. Yeah. You know, take yeah. the maiden voyage and, and put that Nas King's disease on that shit. I don't know. Yeah, niggas want to see that. And they got a record on there called Blue Benz. Blue Benz. So you, you know what I'm saying? You know. Dolph got a record called Benz too, but Dolph ain't the right mix for this shit right here. This OG shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm. That's why the Nas shit feel OG. This shit feel mm-hmm. like an old school. You know what I mean? So right. I think that might be a better fit. That's what I'm going to do. And All right. it, it ain't it ain't one of them fun vehicles that you want to play your funk in. I like to play my funk, you know what I'm saying. And I probably will play it in there, but that ain't the that ain't the maiden voyage shit. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah, I think I might pump that. I might play that Nas. That shit's uh, appropriate. That's what's up. You know what I'm saying? Other than that, you uh, gotta play some Rocky Underpaid for album or some shit like that. But okay, I'm gonna fuck with that Nas. Okay, all right, all right. There it is, there it is. Put the score together. Mm-hmm. Ah, shit. No, I appreciate uh, you. I appreciate you bringing that up because I didn't think about it like that. And that's part of the curation of the experience. Right. So, right, right. right I'm going right, to go right. ahead and add that to my, you know what I'm saying, repertoire. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And you could you can make your Michael K. Williams testimonial talk about how that shit made you feel when right. you turned that you know motherfucking key. Exactly. How that shit affected you. you might, Maybe drop a tear. Yeah, you might need that story at some point. You might need, you know, you know what I'm saying? Hey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? A moat on these niggas. Leave a couple emote. tears at the garden party. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, I know, nigga. and I know he's an actor. But yeah, he's actor. But it was sincere. Uh-huh. You know, you could tell it was sincere and at least you thought so, and 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 he's and he's used to going in that bag, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. So he's like, he feels like, it. Yeah, so you know what I'm saying? He's used to going to a place, and uh-huh. and I gotta get used to going to a place because uh-huh. I need because when you when you're communicating, you're storytelling, you need uh-huh. people to go along with the story, and if you're not playing along yourself, why would they play along? Man, you gotta believe that story. You got My sister to, told me one day. She was like, sometimes you got to look in the mirror and just rehearse that shit because you're going to have to sell you first. And if you ain't sold, you can't sell nobody else. So, nigga, right. you know what I'm saying? Shit, it's real. Right. It is real talk. Um, I'm only leaning on that heavy because I definitely seen the uh, the fan base was quite inspired by last week. You know, they 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 a lot of motherfuckers is trying to they rooting for you and they and they they trying to get a little bit of that energy to come their way too. So you know, niggas <laughs> niggas want to fly. Yeah, and, and the, you know? the thing about last week though, I I wasn't going to tell that story. That's why I was so at the end of the of the episode. I wasn't right. I wasn't even going to do it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Cuz I was like, you know, I don't want to make this shit all about, you know what I'm saying? My own transformation right. and shit. This is, you know, it's a conversation and shit. But 
that was the the most pressing thing going on in my life at the time. You know what I mean? Right. And still is. Like, you know, that's that type shit right there is uh-huh. where I'm at. And and it's 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 cool, you know what I mean? It's it's growth. And it and right. it's um it's the constant work that you do on your own self, retooling and tooling and getting to your self actualization. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's that's like been the keystone to my whole shit is actualizing. And because so much in our business, what we do is based on uh, aspiration. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, aspire to be and da-da-da-da-da. Man, fuck all that shit, man. Let's look at what the fuck we at and, and what we got and make the most out of that shit. You know what I'm saying? That's like the key to this shit is if you were able to be happy with the shit you got and make the most of the, the little plot that you got, you know what I'm right. saying? Then the rest of that shit going to come because people going to be like, ah, oh, damn, how you? How he so happy with that little shit he got? You know what I'm saying? It's like the dude with the old school, and it ain't got no whole bunch of shit on it, no no bunch of rims. This shit just clean. That speaks. That says something. Like, man, that nigga shit clean. You know what I'm saying? And it, it creates more value than, than if you had all that shit on it and your shit still, you know, was, it's like you just bought your way in. Some people are able to just live their way in. And that's, you know, that's where I want to be. I want to be where I'm just living it. And my shit could stand next to any of these niggas shits. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And in Miami, where you got that culture of building cars, like I came up in that culture where people just build, like they just take something and just build something else out of it. You can get that guy who pull up in brand new bins and then that nigga who pull up in dunk next to him and get the same, if not more, attention. Because niggas is interested in his shit. Like, damn, dog, you see that paint you put on there, boy? Where you get your, where you get your seats done at? You know what I'm saying? Who right. did your engine? What, you, what engine you got in there? You, I hear it. I hear it with the Donkey Kong in that mother. You know what I'm saying? All yeah. that conversation is more, it's, it's more interactive than when you just bought the best shit on the lot. Now, the best shit on the lot now got its own value when, you know what I'm saying? But sometimes you can get close to that value just by curating your shit the way you want it. Yeah. And that's Visualizing the realism of life and actuality. Oh, where you get that? That's Brother AZ. That's off Life's a Bitch. Um, that's, you know, told you I'm fucking with some old Nas shit. Uh, but you know that he summed it all the way up. You know, sometimes it's... It's the visualization. It's you know whether it's the the best thing on the lot or it's that shit you always wanted. Uh-huh. It's that it's that motherfucking that thought and that intent, that care. What you you know what I mean? What was inspired? <laughs> That's was inspired. What, that shit funny well, that you bring up AZ in this conversation because okay, if you we we I worked on the AZ documentary that was on BET um, right and um, is uh what is what is the album called? Do or die? die documentary, the Do or Die documentary, and when we were shooting him in East New York in the projects where he grew up, mm-hmm. my three twenty bands is in that shot, and mm. they're they're all leaning on that motherfucker. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, okay. 
at first, you know, while we shooting, I'm like, I mean, I was about to say respectfully. How how was the? It was it wasn't disrespectfully. It was just okay. You know what I'm saying? It was just that's what that's where we were at shooting, mm-hmm. and right. my car was there, and they kind of was all you know right there, and you know it was a little lean here mm-hmm. and a little. And I'm at, in my heart, I was like, nigga. <laughs> Get a pop of shit. Yeah, but, nigga. But I knew uh, that that it was like, oh shit, I'm gonna be in a little piece, it's a little piece of history right here. You know what I'm saying? Go right. ahead, yo, go ahead, do your thing. You know what I'm saying? A little time capsule. Yeah, a little yeah. time capsule. Then my homeboy, who I said is the the dude who I called. Mm-hmm. Soon as that shit hit BET, that nigga hit me up like, yo. I seen your shit in BT. Like, how you know that was my shit? Nigga, I know cars, man. I know your shit. <laughs> Look at that. Look so, at that. So I was like, okay. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that That's was. That, yeah, the little Goldie, the little 320, she in there. All right. What happened to the old Ben's wagon? You still got it or you. you... Nah, nah, nah. I sold it out. Um, okay. When was that? Last year. Yeah, okay. I sold it out last year. Uh, yeah, yeah, man. Uh,. What else is going on, dude? See, Monica and Brandy got a versus coming up. Yeah. Uh, I, you know. Yeah, I, I don't really have a horse in that fight. I think it's going to be cool. It's going to be a nice celebration. Shout out to Femmet Forward for another for another banger. Uh, if I had, like, I, I've always, you know, I didn't grow up a super duper R&B head. So mm. I remember, you know, both of their presence in the game. I just didn't. You know, I'm not I'm not deep cuts on either one of them. I've always liked Monica's like her style, her personality, how she came through. Mm-hmm. I like she she uh you know uh she resonated with me. You know what I mean? Like I, I to this day, I just like how I don't say authentic because I feel like that's overused, but just uh Familiar, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I felt it. Brandy always, Brandy was uh, super talented too. But Brandy was very much like, I don't say like the golden child, but she was, you know, like she was, uh, you know, she was. Uh, I, I'm not taking nothing away from either one of them, but like Brandy <laughs> was a little bit more like precious. In her way. And that might not be the best way to... Like, for instance, like, you see, like, Whitney. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? As Newark as Whitney was, you know, she was heralded and she was on a, you know, she was on a pedestal. There's certain artists that they they really hold up. You know what I mean? Like, and, and Brandy was kind of one of those kind of, you know, like, you. I could see... You could see yourself kicking it with Monica. Brandy, maybe not as much. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Not to say that they, you know, she's inaccessible, but it was a little bit more, her image was a little bit more uh, squeaky clean. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Until a little later. And, uh, you know, they both talented. I like Monica. I, like, I told you, I like Monica just... Her vibe. I like some of her records. I like a lot more. I I remember her records. I remember one of them days because I remember that beat was crazy. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I like her voice. Like mm-hmm. the So Gone record. You know. Uh, I got into Brandy a little later because you realize, oh shit, Brandy like super mature. Like you realize she better the game. Damn near, you know, since a kid, both mm-hmm. of them, and the way they speak when they speak on their careers. You realize they vets. 
You know, like they veterans and they're like well seasoned and like uh, very. Uh, I don't want to keep saying put together because it makes it sound like it's artifice, but it's just like some people know how to have clean edges. Some people, like you were talking about with the garden party, some people gonna know how to 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 smooth it out. Some people gonna be very comfortable when their shit is real pristine and well crafted mm-hmm. and you, you know you can't even be mad at it because that's just how they handle it that's how they move mm-hmm. you know um going back to Nas I saw him saying uh in the uh in the breakfast club interview he was like I feel like people were mad at me because it looked like it didn't come hard to me as if it wasn't man, hard enough man you know what I mean dog and, uh, that's the story of my life but go ahead well, see, there you go. But, like, to that point, like, uh, when I seen, like, I was watching an interview with Brandy, you know, later on, you realize that's just, that's her reality. That's how she moved. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Certain people, they, that that's how they move. You know, like, even if it, even if it's high maintenance or, like, even if you look at someone like Mariah. Mm-hmm. Mariah is a diva. You know what I'm saying? And and claims it. You know what I'm saying? Like, claims that shit, wears it proud. Aretha was a diva. She wore it, like, you know what I mean? Certain people wear that shit, and they just so comfortable in it that that's just who they are. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, you know, it's it's just one of those things. But mm. anyway, I'm, I'm saying all that shit to say, it should be pretty interesting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I don't have no, I, it should be pretty interesting. I, you know, I'm going to pop in. I'm going to see what the vibe is like. It's going to be a celebration. They was also talking about, Nas was also talking about, he said when he was, uh, they went out to Malibu. He went out to Malibu. He was kicking it with Diddy and uh, Swiss and, and uh, a bunch of other people. I think Travis Scott, a few other people. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they were saying, did Swiss hit you talking about a versus? He was like, yeah, you know he did. He said, well, who they talking about? He said, yeah, you know who he talked about. And, uh, you know, we've been talking all of this Jay, Drake shit, Jay, you know, whomever. Mm-hmm. And obviously we've seen Jay versus Nas before in real life, mm-hmm. you know. But that would be a fucking ill one. That would be an ill one, especially now. Like, in, you know what I mean? It'd be an yeah. ill situation. Nas ain't got no uh, piss to fuck with Jay. Nah, I don't think, I think niggas is sleep. I think that's the beauty. It's kind of, it could kind of, and it's not the same parallel, but it's a little similar to um, X and Snoop mm-hmm. in the way that, right. you know, Snoop might look like the apparent winner mm-hmm. and might even be the winner, but like, niggas feel Nas. Yeah, Nas gonna like, stand niggas, up. Nah, he gonna stand yeah, up strong. yeah. You know yeah, saying? he got some shit. Twenty for twenty, it'll be it'll be a good one. Like that, it ain't gonna be no. It's not gonna be lopsided at all. Jay could play the big hits. Nas got some shit though. Nas got some shit that I'm like. Nas could put on Nas's like, and that shit could hit like a like this. Yeah, that nigga yeah. got Bro, hits. I mean, he put on Nas's like. Don't do Hope it. Gonna play. You know what I'm saying? Jigga my nigga. You know what I'm saying? It's, I'm giving that to Nas's like. Man, I'm, I'm giving that to not Jigga my nigga versus Nas is like. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, just in general, like Jigga my nigga, no, like you might give it to Nas, but yeah, and I'm a J fan, but Jigga my nigga is cool. But I'm if just, he putting on Nas is like, this is not, this is not, this is not a well thought out comparison of shit. I'm just throwing right. out some shit, and for me, I'm still not giving it to Nas is like. 
Cause I wasn't fucking with that shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Ugh. You know what I'm saying? And and not that Jig of My Nigga is my favorite song by any stretch of the imagination. It's probably on the lowest level of it. But I'm gonna still get that shit to Jay on that shit because I fuck with that song more than I fuck with Nas's life. That's just me. That's fine. That's fine. I'm giving it to Nas's life because that's just me. That's why I'm saying it'd be a good one because it ain't gonna be lopsided. It's gonna be lopsided. That's my to point. Me. Yeah. Until uh. until he get to his fourth album. <laughs> I don't know, man. Twenty for twenty. Ah, shit. I yeah, I mean know, the bro. verses ain't no no real fucking uh, scientific battle. It's it's you know what I'm saying it's twenty songs. You know what I'm saying any you could any nigga with twenty songs could get in the conversation. Yeah, but it's also it's also like recontextualizing the career. It's looking at it's it's too it's how you tell that story. You know what I mean? Like it's it's very much yeah. It's how you tell that story. What's compelling about it? How how did them shits impact? You know, like it, it's a that that would be a worthy one. That would be a worthy one. Now I could see that one being even. And it's funny because we've seen it, but like, yeah, it'll it'll be a it'll be an interesting Jay situation. I think that, that probably not. I don't think Nas. Would, I mean, at this point, I think that for them to do that would I don't say be a step back, but they've done it in real life. Yeah, you know they, what I'm saying. Like they really life. battled. Nas they really battled. Really won, and that's just where it stay. And you know what even saying? that's debatable. Jay ain't really the best on on just. On like a unrehearsed, unscripted shit, you know what I'm saying? Because his point of view is is such it's different, and it don't it don't really match the the public persona. So who Jay? Who's about? Oh, go ahead. You know what I'm saying? Like when when he had to do shit off the cuff, he say shit that's too is you know what I'm saying? It might be too opinionated, too too strong. For his public persona You know what I'm saying Like Just like even when he said You know what I'm saying Aren't we beyond kneeling Everybody took that shit As some fucked up shit to say I ain't really disagree right. with Jay on that shit You know what I'm saying Because I understand his position His position has always been Why would I take that route When I could take this other route And just shut that shit down You know what I'm saying Right But, but the core of people don't think like that you know what I'm saying regular people don't think right. like that so his shit always comes off wrong sometimes when he he gotta do shit off the cuff and mm. he it, it rarely turns out right when he's not in a scripted environment like where he already done put that shit together and that's what we gonna say so mm. you know that's, that's why I say he probably wouldn't do no shit like that yeah Speaking of uh, rappers whose uh, words have been, I don't want to say used against them, but definitely, yeah, used against them. Or I saw, I'm not sure, did you see this, uh, the Ice Cube video where he's talking about uh, the black vote mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, well, what we going to get? Did you see that? No. Ah, fuck it then. Um... <laughs> Nah, because I really want to have a conversation. I think you would have to see it. Right. But the gist of it was um, 
you know, the gist of all the shit. You know, first of all, Cube has been going around with like a a document about, you know, what what the the black demands are, what the demands would be. Like he's really trying to, you know, create like a pact type of thing. Like he's really, you know, putting his you know, he's he's moving on what he feels. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Put taking shit into action and he's been meeting with certain people and they, they drew up like a contract or whatever to kind of present to these candidates, both Republican and Democrat. And um the gist of it was kind of like before we just go over here to the Democrats uh, and and get nothing for the vote, let's put it out there. To, you know, let's kind of lean on them, right? Mm-hmm. And because uh, it's like, well, what what we gonna get? You know, that type of shit. Like, let's leverage our shit. Mm-hmm. And you know, people were kind of killing them. You know what I mean? And uh, I appreciate his take. You know, uh, I think. Not to say that he hasn't been saying it for a while, but I think that it's a little late, you know what I'm saying, as far as to, to talk a leverage conversation. But at the same time, you know, I, so many people out here, like, we don't want Trump in there, but let's not purport Biden as a savior. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. let's stop having, like, let's stop doing a bunch of fear-based voting. You know, like I saw this interview. I saw this little uh, Instagram where Plaz was saying, you know, like how the Republicans kind of, you know, they they leverage fear amongst their their delegates too. You know, as far mm-hmm. as well, you don't want these motherfuckers moving in next to you. Or the MS thirteen, they coming, and you know these Democratic led cities, they getting out of control, and you don't want that. Mm-hmm. You know, but I do think it goes both ways. I think the uh, the shit that's Put against us is like, well, you don't want to get no worse than this. Shit is hopeless now. Y'all niggas, you know, shit. Y'all niggas don't want another. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like, I understand that. True indeed. But maybe, a little late in the process now, but maybe there needs to be more of a conversation about you know, the conversation had to, you know, include a lot more, like, unification, some type of voting block or whatever, but, like, some real, like, these are what we, this is what we want if you want us to fuck with you, as opposed to just take it as a given. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, and it's funny because more than anything, I see more black people going at black people for having that thought. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, stay in line type shit. You know what I'm saying? What's wrong with you type shit? Right. And it's like, look, man, we're not a monolith. We could work together, but, like, let's let's have a little, let's explore a little bit of free thought. We don't got to go Kanye level, but, like, let's let's exercise some of our power to maybe we'll find out we're way more powerful than we, we, we truly think we are. You right. know what I'm saying? But that's a whole... That's a whole rabbit hole type of thing. Yeah, I just, I just um, hate that this conversation starts to happen when you ain't got no options but Biden and fucking Trump. You know what I'm saying? Fourth quarter. Right. You know, so why would right. You, this conversation need to be had in the motherfucking primaries? This shit had to be had early. You know what I'm saying? So, so now we still in that same situation where you either got to vote for this motherfucker here or that motherfucker there. You know what I'm mm. saying? And then by the time... It's time to do this shit all over again. You forget about it until it's it's time to pick out of two people. 
Like we yeah. got to get that process further out there in the in the world. You know what I'm saying? As yeah. far as understanding that, hey man, your local people are really what the fuck needs to happen in these primaries mm-hmm. and these motherfuckers. All this shit need. You know what I'm saying? People need to understand this shit because we just out here willy nilly. Then we we fuss and debate over. The, the last two motherfuckers And then half the people Don't show up to vote Cause it's like Man I don't like Either one of my people I don't like Both mm-hmm. Both don't count You know what I'm saying Both don't mean Nothing shit You know what I'm saying Fuck that yeah. You know what I'm saying We got the And I don't wanna be Preachy or no shit Cause I ain't really No big Man go ahead but, Go ahead brother Talk it talk When we start having This conversation When none of this shit matters Then it's a problem like, motherfucker, is Biden or Trump, nigga. What you gonna do? That's it. You know what I'm saying? We ain't got no other choice. Yeah. At to the credit point. of the Breakfast Club, I will say this. Throughout that primaries, even before that, particularly Charlemagne, would pointedly ask every candidate that came up there, what do you plan to do for the black community? Now, that's just one voice, you know, in the, in the midst of millions. But, like, the conversation started to shift because... Years ago, that was a that was one of them questions that probably people sat on. Nobody really even wanted to ask that direct a question. So, like, hopefully, you know, change is incremental, you know, and in the fact that Ice Cube was really out here with a document, you know, trying to truly mm-hmm. put some shit on paper to, to truly galvanize, uh, you know, a cause or some issues, you know what I mean? Like, Slowly it's going there Maybe this one ain't gonna be the. This might not be the one mm-hmm. You know But uh, Hopefully And then hopefully If all goes well with You know Four years We might have a A black female president right. That at least we could speak A little bit of shorthand You know what I'm saying Like hey You have been black As long as we have been black You know the issues But if you don't Here's some documentation And we wanna know What you got for us right. But uh you know, I, I I hope I hope that that conversation becomes a little bit more normalized, as they you know as they say. Mm-hmm. But uh, and I hope that when these conversations happen, that something that is less normalized is the attack from within. Like, what you doing asking that question? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, let's not do that, no boy. Like, let's 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 be a little bit more. Let's be a little bit more um, aggressive with what we want, cause these motherfuckers is not playing, you know. Um, you know, get well soon, Jacob Blake. You know, like this shit is in plain sight that uh, the value of black life isn't what it should be, right. and uh, that shit needs to be addressed. Right. But you know, right. anyway, that's that. Oh uh, shit, man! You got anything else you want to tell these people? That's it, man. Before we transform, I, I like to tell the people that you know. What I'm saying, appreciate you for being here. You know, stay stay beautiful in your thoughts. You know, mm. keep growing and actualizing. You know, aspiration is cool. You know, aspire to some of the things, but you know, actually get some shit. Really solid in your own self with with the shit that's right there around you. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Perfect that shit that's right there around you. You know what I'm saying? Love your friends right there around you. And make something happen, man. Mm. 
I hear that. <laughs> nah, that's real. That's, that's real my, shit. That's my parting. You know what I'm saying? Parting words and shit. That was a good parting words, man. Yeah, I, I, I toast to that shit. Yeah, definitely, man. You know, and and know that uh, know that each day that you get is a day for you to design the life that you want. Right you know right. what I mean? Like right you, right. you speak that shit into existence. Right Once right. you say what you want, it's on you to keep your word and right. you know just follow that shit through. And also know, know that once you say it, it's already out there, and then half of it is already working for you. You got to catch up to it. You know what I'm saying? A lot of times mm-hmm. you say that shit, that shit start to come together, but you got to be able yeah. to put yourself in that position to 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 you know what I'm saying realize it. True indeed. Don't be afraid of your higher self, man. Until then, tell a friend to tell a friend. Even an enemy. To get in the conversation. We out.